The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Get your official Adam Sank Show merchandise at adamsank.com. T-shirts, tank tops, mugs, masks, just about everything you can think of emblazoned with the Adam Sank Show logo. Go to adamsank.com to order your merch today. Thank you. Warning. The program you're about to hear contains highly offensive and indecent material. This is the Adam Sank Show. If it's in my hand, I'm going to suck it. Powered by DNR Studios. And now... The one, the only, Adam Sank! Bottom. Yes, Queens! Happy 4th of July weekend, America! And welcome to the Adam Sank Show. We are not live, but this is a brand new episode if you are listening at 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, July 3rd in the year 2021 at dnrstudios.com, which is the only place you can hear this podcast throughout the week that it first airs. If you listen elsewhere, leave us your ratings and reviews on whatever platform you use. Like the Facebook page, download the comedy albums, get your official ass merch, T-shirts, tank tops, even a giant wheel of Jarlsberg cheese. The link to all that is adamsank.com. Uh, you can call us anytime. The ass hotline is 804-TALK-ASS. Leave a voicemail even when we're not on the air. Uh, don't forget to nominate us in the podcast awards now and through the end of July. Go to podcastawards.com. Register with them as a nominator. It is quick and easy. They won't spam you. And then nominate me, Adam Sank, the Adam Sank Show, in the LGBTQ category and the People's Choice category. Our guest today, this is exciting. We have never before had an American Idol contestant on the ass, which is kind of hard to believe, in fact, because there are hundreds of them. But today we're having on David Hernandez, the openly gay finalist from season seven of American Idol. He wasn't openly gay on the show, but um, his past as a male stripper did come out that season and was quite the controversy. So we'll be asking him about that as well as his brand new single uh, just released called ILY. Meanwhile, joining us for one more week, we are blessed and thrilled to have the lovable, the adorable, the allegedly... Superior memory experts, Joey DeGrandis, Aww, ladies thanks, and gentlemen. Adam. I feel Joey, like I was just here. <laughs> we're still uh, we're still buzzing from Daniel and Patrick's appearance that was last great. week. Yes, lovely men, so fun. They played the ukulele. We sang. That was great. Theirs is the kind of relationship I would like, mm. you know, because they seem to really enjoy each other and they're like each other's best friends. Yeah, that's really cute. So cute. So cute. Um, Joey, I didn't even ask you, what uh, what did you do for Pride last weekend? What were your big Pride activities? Well, I was on the ass, obviously the highlight of yes, the weekend. thank you. Mm-hmm. And I brunched. You know, brunch is like coming back now. Is it? Yeah, I guess, because COVID, right? Not, not much brunching happening. I'm not much of a bruncher. I kind of am, but... Uh, and, then I, and then I was just out and about doing... Fun pride stuff in the city, you know? No big parties. You didn't go dancing. 
Oh, yeah. I went dancing. You didn't go prowling around <laughs> any dirty oh, bars. I sang karaoke for the first time. Fun. In a long time. Where? Uh, Duet 53 in Hell's it. Kitchen. Yeah, oh, we, really? There's a karaoke place in my neighborhood? Yeah, like 53rd and 8th. Well, now so. you know where I'll be spending every night. <laughs> Thank it's you very fun. much. Yeah. Um, also joining us, as always, is the queen of fuckery, JB, JB, our lovely producer. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. And also, we have a special guest in the studio. For the first time ever, one of my ex-boyfriends is here. In fact, he is the ex-boyfriend. He was my first boyfriend uh, when I was a wee college student. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for Tony. Yeah. Tony. There's the applause. Do you not want to speak? <laughs> Wait, say, say that again. I, I, all I can do is say hi. <laughs> now, Tony, tell the listeners what I was like when I was 21 years old. You were cute as a button. Aww. Now much has changed, Thank huh? you. I, I really have not aged at all, right? No, not at all. You and Lady, his dog. <laughs> Tony uh, lives in Brooklyn, which is not that far away, but he's spending the weekend in Manhattan like a tourist. <laughs> so uh, we're happy to have him here. Welcome, Tony. Welcome. Um, what else did I want to tell you? Oh, JB, you wanted to make a statement. Oh, right. It's the thing about TikTok. Uh, hey, y'all. So <laughs> I'm super proud of the black community because on TikTok recently, the black community has stopped making content because uh, <laughs> not to be not to berate white people, but white people has been stealing black people's content to make themselves more famous and promote themselves, and we are tired of it. So we've stopped making content to the point that Megan, Megan has released a new song called Fat Shit, and we did not make no dances to it. Megan the Stallion? Megan the Stallion. And you know we love her. We, us, we love her ratchet music. Now let me just put this into perspective if you don't understand what JB is saying. Yes. So apparently TikTok, which I'm very new at, yes. um, the, the goal is to get as go as viral as possible, like Correct. on any platform. So there are these uh, black members of TikTok who will put out like a, a dance that they've yep. created and choreographed and perform on TikTok. Like those dance challenges you see all the time. Mm -hmm. And then white TikTokers will essentially steal that choreography and come out with their own video, but their video will be Get far more millions popular. Millions of hits. Oh. Millions. And they and give millions. no credit. That's awful. None. And so is there a – are, are black people just not using the platform at all or are they simply not putting out dances? We're just not putting out – I think our goal is not to put out TikTok. We've, we've watched you white people have done the dances and we're doing, we've, we're doing your dances now. <laughs> now. Now it's this. And now JB, it's JB is imitating a white person dancing yeah, like this. It's, oh, my God. It's so hilarious. If you guys, if you guys ever want to know what I'm talking about, there's Instagram uh, called Embracing Black Culture. Hmm. You'll get to see a lot of stuff I'm talking about on their uh, – uh, Instagram post. Now, wh why is handle? this a TikTok thing exclusively? Why hasn't this also been an issue on YouTube and Instagram and other platforms? Um, I feel like because it's new, like uh, those those institutions has been out, and it's already too late to put changes to. TikTok has recently come out, and maybe there's something we can do to change it. Hopefully, I'm I'm hoping because see, it's still fairly new. I'm gonna say about two three years. Yeah, TikTok. Well, JB and I were talking about this before the show, and there is a a, a terrible history of black performers uh, creating original things like rock and roll, yep, and then having that be completely co opted by white people. Not just co opted, but but you know many of those early um, acts, those early black uh, R and B and rock and roll singers, 
they they didn't make a dime. Hmm, they they wrote something. these incredible hits, and all the money went to the the white music executives the and managers. And, yeah, yeah. So it you know it is it may seem trivial because it's TikTok, but like this shit actually matters when hmm. when when money is being taken out of people's pockets. Yeah, hmm. I, I'm very proud of my community and so to actually say. You know what? We we are band together for this, just like the march and stuff. This is ridiculous. It has to it has to stop. We want money in our pockets too. We want the white it's only people fair. money. Yeah. yeah, it's only fair. We do the work. The exactly, fair. I agree. Well, let's get into this week's news. Thank you, JB, for enlightening me on something I knew nothing about. Um, so once again, uh, President Biden has come out uh, in in favor of protection against LGBTQ people. The education department said recently that trans students are protected under Title IX, hmm. which is the law that prohibits sex-based discrimination in federally funded schools. This reverses a Trump-era policy that said just the opposite. Miguel Cardona, the education secretary, isn't it nice that the education secretary is not Betsy DeVos anymore? <laughs> Preach. <laughs> What a horrific, terrible person. <laughs> Miguel Cardona said, we just want to double down on our expectations. Students cannot be discriminated against because of their sexual orientation or their gender identity. This decision by Biden's Department of Ed is rooted in a recent Supreme Court ruling that determined that protections in the Civil Rights Act against discrimination in the workplace extends to gay and trans people. Similar interpretations of the ruling have appeared in agencies Throughout Biden's government, his administration has conducted, conducted a sweeping effort to rescind, revise, or revoke a number of Trump-era policies that rolled back trans rights. So once again, thank God that Joe Biden is our president. Fuck all of you gay Trump supporters. I don't know what is wrong with you. I don't know what you're thinking. Also, sidebar by the Biden, don't you feel like ever since he was elected, we, we as a country just breathe a little easier now like we, yes. we're not yeah. watching the presidency like a hawk yes. like where's he doing like, and I'm so glad <laughs> you're saying this JP right. because I remember you and I were talking toward the end of the Trump administration and I was like I just want things to get back to normal yeah. and you were like but things getting back to normal don't isn't good for all of us it's not but yeah. it kind of is getting back to normal and that's and I'm glad you brought that up because I'm bringing my next name is now it's getting back to a rebel of we're being uh Starts with a P. Pla- pla- placent? Com- 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 complacent. Complacent. Yeah. yeah, we're being complacent and stuff. Mm. And a lot, of, like, there's still a lot of things he's going to fix. Oh, everything's hanging yeah. by a threat. Yeah. Our democracy is hanging yeah. by but, a threat. But we're, right not, but we're not watching the presidency like a hawk yeah. and being depressed about it. Right? right. We're like, we're letting Biden do his job. You know what? Like, hey, maybe you should just do a little bit more of this. And you're, do, you're doing a great job, but just a little bit more of this, and you're fine. To <laughs> JB's point, I'm almost glad Obama, I mean, Biden is not. <laughs> Biden is not an Obama, quote unquote, because you after something like Trump, you need a little come down, right? You need a president who's chill, but not like but his megastar. Do you know what I mean? Chill. Uh, yeah. True, he but he poor. had he had the energy. Like after after four years of ridiculousness, is all I'm saying. You need someone who's kind of like Biden, who steps back. Well, he is Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> who do you, you need someone who doesn't hog the spotlight. Is what Correct. I was basically saying. Correct. Like yeah. it's not about ego for him. Exactly. No. And 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 nor was it with Barack Obama. But mm-hmm. Trump was nothing but ego for all four about years. Him. And yeah. so I think <sighs> it's a Trump show. It, it, we're all feeling like we have a president who actually cares about the country mm-hmm. and yeah. not just not himself. Just himself. Yep. So anyway, another victory um, this pride season from President Biden. 
And uh, honestly, if, 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 you're, if you're queer and voting Republican, you really need to look into your thinking and your decision-making and your mental health. Thank you. Mm. Preach. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Barney Frank, do you guys remember him? New, new congressman. Yes. Massachusetts. Yes. Is that right? Yep. And known for? Being gay. The first openly gay, openly gay yes. uh, congressman. Um, Barney Frank is a legend and uh, was always kind of a hero of mine. He was, uh, he was a great outspoken liberal when he was uh, in Congress. And, you know, Frank got outed uh, early in his congressional career. There was a sex scandal involving a male hooker that was living in his apartment. I vaguely remember that. And this was like in yeah. the 80s. And somehow he came back from that and stayed wow. in Congress and kept getting reelected. Um, anyway, he's 81 right now. And uh, he has blasted the organizers of New York City Pride for barring uniformed police from participating in Pride events, calling it gay-on-gay gay bashing and bigotry. I'm not going to do a Barney Frank impression, even though I could probably do one rather well. <laughs> I'm he thinking says, about Bobby Moynihan from SNL. <laughs> <laughs> he says, having gotten used to Pride parades being occasions when the broad community can come together in an atmosphere of complete mutual respect, I was very disappointed at the injection of bigotry that has marred the season. I am referring to the decision, blah, 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 blah. According to Frank, who served as a congressman from 81 to 2013, the ban goes against one of the guiding principles of pride, quote, that people should be treated as individuals based on their behavior and not on some prejudice against the category to which they belong. You know, I think this is one of those things where he's an old white man who means well, he has the best of intentions, and he was a, a pioneer and, and an important leader for us, but he's just not in touch with what this issue is about mm -hmm. and, and why it's happening and what the experiences are for people of color. Right, what the police means for different segments of population. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think he has any malice. I don't think he's a racist. I just think it, this is a generational issue in many ways. Oh. It really is. I hate to always bring back the dinner party scene from Tales in the City that we've played on the show before, but I just watched it again. Again, if you haven't watched it, just Google dinner party scene, Tales of the City. On, uh, look it up on YouTube. It's such great writing and acting, and it really shows the generational divide. Yes, racial, but also generational between older gays and younger gays when it comes to issues of racial equity in our community. The older gays, they just don't they're not they're not speaking the same language as the younger gays. Mm -hmm. And they're they're all coming from their own experiences. Mm -hmm. They're all speaking from the heart. They're all being completely honest. There there's no intentional uh malice there's here, no but malice, but it's yeah. just we're we're talking about two different things. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what's gonna bridge that divide, but I think we have to we have to come together as a community and also as all communities that are oppressed. Mm -hmm. Whether you're gay or trans or black or, or uh, Hispanic or Muslim or disabled, whatever your uh, minority status is, like the only way that we beat this entrenched white supremacy power structure is if we all work together and don't attack one another. And just listen to each other. And listen to, to each, each other's other. experiences. That's yeah. the main thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. Meanwhile, a conservative Republican lawmaker has come out as gay. What? I think we've talked about this guy before. John Higginbottom. <laughs> Bottom. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a long time to reach the button. 
Uh, John Higginbottom <laughs> is a 24-year-old member of the West Virginia House of Delegates, uh, which has a large Republican majority. He was first elected in 2016 at age 19. Impressive. At the time, he was the youngest lawmaker in the state. Oh, fuck. I just dropped all my stories. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Uh, youngest lawmaker in the state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he took to Twitter to say, I'm gay. <laughs> he said it just like that. I'm gay. I've wanted to tell you this for many years, but I couldn't be public like I wanted to because there were still a few people in my family who didn't know yet. Now they do, so now I'm telling you too. In the video, Higginbottom says he's been worried about telling some members of his family, fearful that they might disown him. He said, quote, they didn't. We're all good. They're 100% supportive of me, and we made a decision as a family to be more open about it and not to make it public because there's nothing – I don't know. I'm, he ran off track here. Higginbottom is a Presbyterian – he went on to say that he believes God loves him no matter what. In a second tweet, he said it's okay to be gay and Christian. It's okay to be gay and a conservative Republican official in West Virginia. JP's side is everything. My friends, my accent. Yeah, my friends. My friends accept me. My family accepts me. Now it's, I'm asking you to accept me as well. Higginbottom has previously been vocal in his support of Donald Trump. Okay, now I wish my side actually came out that time because that was a great time for it. Donald Trump. Okay, I believe, sure, you can be a Republican. You can do whatever the fuck you want as long as you don't have hate in your heart. Mm -hmm. But when you support Donald Trump, that just proves you have hate in your heart. I will say in his defense, he has been um, supportive of legislation that protects LGBTQ people even before he came out. That's he good. announced uh, in February that he was the lead sponsor of the Fairness Act, which would advance LGBTQ rights in West Virginia. So at least he's not a, a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. uh, but the reaction on Twitter from the gay sphere has been swift and uh, intense. Oh. My favorite tweet said, Josh, because of liberals and progressives and Democrats, you will not be jailed for being gay. You will not be beat up, mocked, or fired. The FBI and CIA will not follow you. Mm. Republicans and conservatives generally opposed and still oppose LGBTQ acceptance. So say thank you to the libs. The, the, this is maybe foolish. The optimist in me wants to believe that this kind of stuff will empower more conservatives to come out. Maybe not. I don't like, really I, care if they come out. I, I just want them to vote in accordance with yeah, human rights. Right, right. You know, it's great that he came out and, you know, you're right. Maybe he'll change some hearts and minds in the Republican Party. But truthfully, yeah. if you're supporting Trump, you, again, you're supporting fascism. You're, you're, you're an anti-democracy. Yeah. So I, I don't know how to feel about him. Yeah. H Higgin bottom. 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 <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, we talked a couple weeks ago about Ricky Martin. Joe, you weren't here, but we talked about how – Back in 2000, Baba Walters asked him if he was gay. I remember interview. that interview. I and remember that. He now says he has PTSD over it. Wow. So Queerty made a list of eight times that LGBTQ celebrities were outed by their allies. <laughs> and you know I love a list. Uh, now, I'm going to say that Queerty is playing very fast and loose with the term ally. I wouldn't describe some of these outers as allies, but here we go. Lance Bass... 
the instant crooner was forced to make a public statement about his sexuality in 2006 after gay gossip blogger Perez Hilton nicknamed him Princess Frosty Locks and wouldn't oh stop God. posting nasty and degrading articles about him. Yeah, fuck her. She was so rude. Yeah, Perez Hilton is no ally to anyone. Yeah. In 2007, Bass told Attitude Magazine, quote, two years before I came out, I was really bullied by the internet bloggers. That's when Perez Hilton just started and was really mal malicious against me. The singer finally came out in an exclusive interview with People because, quote, the bloggers like him were hounding me. I don't know if you guys saw – there was a lot of news about Britney Spears over the past couple of weeks because mm -hmm. she has finally uh, publicly said she wants to end her Get father's conservatorship. conservatorship. Yeah. yeah. And Perez Hilton is being dragged because he was like among her yeah. most vicious internet trolls mm. during the time that she was kind of unraveling back in 2008. And so he recorded a statement where he was saying like, I'm being bullied and I'm being all the things you're criticizing me for, you're doing to me. And can I just say, he looks like a monster. Yeah. She is a monster. Like he's just a terrible human being. I never liked her ever since I never understood her whole gap was just to be mean to people, yeah. especially people who are gay come, come, come to the same things you are. Yo, you're just a trash ass cunt, and I'm glad you get the hate you deserve. You deserve to get canceled. Like people Shay. like that piss me off because yeah. you just have nothing but hate in your heart. And you know what? This world is too dark already for you to have hate in your heart. And you know what's sad? Like she had an opportunity to do the right thing now. Yeah. Right. But but you're playing the victim instead. Yeah. Well, instead, per Perez right. did change his his sort of his style of blogging changed quite a bit about ten years ago. He stopped with all the viciousness and the nastiness and, oh, okay. and subsequently lost a lot of, uh, of his uh, uh, users, whatever. Probably the but I'm just right. saying, man, does he look like shit. I mean, talk about we all get the face we deserve. Whew, he's rough looking. Uh, meanwhile, the next person on this list is Neil Patrick Harris. Last June, the actor, singer, comedian opened up um, about also falling victim to a vicious outing by Perez Hilton starting in 2006. Harris said... Perez started posting about me and asking people to come forward with truths or stories. Then it became apparent that I needed to make some sort of uh, decisive, respectable move. The actor added that his biggest concern was coming out in a way that was respectful to his husband. It wasn't simple for me, he said, but I tried to represent myself well. Next on the list is Broadway superstar Nathan Lane. Mm. The iconic comedic actor appeared on Oprah's show in 96 to promote The Birdcage. Prior to the taping, he said he did not want to talk about his sexuality, but while cameras were rolling, Oprah asked him about it anyway. Whoa. Lane froze. Thankfully, his co-star, Robin Williams, quickly intervened. Speaking to The Hollywood Reporter about it last year, Lane called the whole experience terrifying. You know, I remember around this time, Nathan Lane and Rosie O'Donnell appeared together at the Tony Awards to present an award. And he had grown a beard, and uh, they got up to the mic, and she looked at him, and she said, nice beard. Uh. And he looked at her and said, you too. <laughs> and to me, it was like, we all know you're gay. That's the way you had to do it, I guess, in 96, right? Like, you, yeah. couldn't, you couldn't be out with it, which is sad. Frankly, I feel like when you're starring in the most iconic gay work of all time, and you're playing a drag queen whose theme song is I am what I am, maybe it's time to come out. Yeah. <laughs> but it's 96. And yeah. I, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, he's certainly out now. Um, the next one on the list is Jonathan Knight from New Kids on the Block. Sing it, Joey. 
Baby, you know I can give it to you. That's the only song I remember. I, see, I thought you were That was go Jordan with, Knight. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 oh. Give it to me. Oh, 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 oh. The, the right stuff. Anyway, Jonathan Knight from NKOTB was accidentally outed by his ex-girlfriend. Wow. Tiffany. Remember 80s pop star Tiffany? Of like, I, know I think you do, we're alone Tony. now. I think we're alone now. She told Andy Cohen during an appearance on Watch What Happens Live that jo- Jordan or that Jonathan, quote, became gay after they dated. The next day, Knight issued a statement saying he's never hidden the fact that he's queer. And Tiffany apologized for the slip up. Knight accepted her apology and said there were no hard feelings. The two remain on good terms today. Hmm. Next on the list, uh, for those of you fans of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills which I am, is Denise Richards. Uh, last season, the storyline, the main storyline on Real Housewives of BH was that Denise Richards, who's married to a very sexy but very dumb man, um, <laughs> had had a three-way and or an affair with Brandy Glanville, a former uh, housewife of Beverly Hills. Hmm. And Lisa Rinna, who's also on the show and is an old friend of Denise's, spent the whole season badgering her to come clean about these rumors and to just admit that she had had an affair because there was a lot of evidence that she had. Brandy gave extensive testimony to the fact that they had had an affair and showed Lisa Rinna all these text messages between the two of them. And Denise categorically denied it and just kept saying, like, I don't even know Brandy. We're not even friends. Um Rinna went so far as to share those private text messages in an attempt to expose her on camera. Understandably, Richards, who has never publicly stated how she identifies, did not appreciate this. Many viewers also took issue with the show perpetuating negative stereotypes about bisexuals being liars and cheaters. Mm. Aren't they, though? Just kidding. Um, After the season wrapped, Richards announced that she would not be returning to the show. Meanwhile, Teddy Mellencamp, who was also part of this situation somehow was fired and Rinna expressed regret over how she handled everything. This season she's been on something of an apology tour. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. That whole show is about these women putting their lives on camera and being challenged by each other on every single thing they do. Yeah. There's nothing that's off, off limits. limits. Yeah. And they know that when they sign up for yep. this shit, shit, shit fest. So, <laughs> Yes, it's never a good to out someone, but on the other hand, like, don't be on Real Housewives if you don't want your whole life exposed. True. Meanwhile, a Broadway star named Lee Pace was pushed out of the closet in a 2018 interview with W Magazine when queer reporter Brian Moylan, who will be a guest on The Ass, I believe next week or the week after, uh, to talk about his book about the Real Housewives. See how it all turns full circle? <laughs> full circle. Anyway, Brian Moylan was asking him about gay actors playing gay roles. And Pace replied, I've dated men. I've dated women. I don't know why anyone would care. I'm an actor and I play roles. Uh, to be honest, I don't know what to say. I find your question intrusive. Hmm. Days later, he issued a statement saying he happily owns being a part of the LGBTQ community. Looking back on the experience later, he said it ended up being a blessing in disguise as it allotted him an opportunity to participate in the community. Once again, I don't think it's an inappropriate question to ask someone if they're gay. I just Mm. don't. You don't have to answer if you don't want to or you can lie or whatever. But celebrities are asked all the time about their romantic life. Mm, Yeah. I don't know where I stand on that. Yeah. Female celebrities are asked about their boyfriends. Male celebrities are asked about their girlfriends, their wives. 
We shouldn't yeah. – when we act like this is a dirty secret, it stays a dirty secret. True. That's a good point. Maybe just are you dating anyone? Leave it open. Yeah. And then who, see what they who say. Who are you fucking? <laughs> that's that's like that always question. my first that's, question. That's a great question. And who how are you fucking? Welcome to the red carpet. Yes. Who are you fucking? <laughs> I'm fucking this man right here. He got a 10 inch penis and a beautiful mouth. <laughs> Uh, oh my god, Lady is sitting on Lady lap. That. It is so cute. <laughs> and the last person on the list, and this was a rather infamous situation because it involved not one but two daytime talk show hosts. Whoa. This is Clay Aiken. <laughs> this is a little bit convoluted, so stay with me. The American Idol alum filled in for Regis Philbin on Live with Regis and Kelly back in 2006. Uh, he and Kelly had terrible chemistry on the air. At one point, Aiken put his hand over Ripa's mouth. Which, by the way, you should never do. I hate when people put their hand over my mouth. I think it's a really violent thing. Yeah. But anyway, she responded by saying, I don't know where that hand's been, honey. Oh. The comment seemed to be alluding to internet rumors circulating at the time about Aiken being into fisting. Uh. Oh. 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 Things were made worse. Oh. Things were made worse a few days later when Rosie O'Donnell accused Ripa of being homophobic on The View, saying Ripa never would have made the remark if that were a straight man. Mm. But Aiken wasn't out. So in defending him, she outed him. Yeah. In 2019, Clay told author Ramin Satuda, the truth is Rosie outed me in a way because I had not been out yet. When she said the words, if that were a straight man, she was confirming that she knew that I wasn't. That was the uh, worst day of my life. Not that this is the point, but I wonder what she said to have him put his hand over her mouth. It's, the clip is widely available. I, I don't remember it what it was. But, yeah, yeah they, they didn't like each other. They definitely, like, were pissing each other off. Hmm. And, again, like, you don't put your hand over someone's mouth, especially a woman. Like, hmm. it's just not cool. Uh, but you don't put your hand over anyone. She is part of the show. Her name is in the show. While you are a guest, you are do you can put your dick over my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put your the, hand over it. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? But, but like, yeah, it's bad. And, but, and also, I don't think her comment was necessarily homophobic. No. I don't know where your hand has been. Could mean you were just jerking off. Mm. It could yeah. mean you just mm. took a dump. It, 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 it means you didn't nothing, wash your hands. Yeah, you didn't wash your hands. There's yeah. nothing specifically <laughs> gay or fist-worthy. <laughs> Fist-oriented. <laughs> and, and does Clay Aiken really like fisting? That's a terrible image. We'll have to ask David yeah. Hernandez in a few minutes. <laughs> David, what do you hear about Clay Aiken and fisting? Um, meanwhile, Caitlyn Jenner has accused Jimmy Kimmel of, of transphobia over a joke he told. Hmm. Take a listen to this. Jenner, Karkashian, appeared on The View today to uh, promote that. And right off the bat, it did not go great. Welcome back to The View, Caitlyn Jenner. Well, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to be with all the ladies, and especially you. Whoopi, we've been friends forever. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear that noise, Whoopi, made one more time. Ah. Yeah. And that's just how the interview started. Are we sure that isn't Donald Trump in a Caitlyn Jenner wig? Because, I mean, look at this. The resemblance is uncanny. This, I, they really, they've got all the same kind of moves. The interview was a lot of nonsense. She's just trying to get attention. Caitlyn Jenner has a better chance of being the next Batman than she does governor of California. So the joke was, are you sure that isn't Donald Trump in a Caitlyn Jenner wig? And then he showed these side-by-side uh, -side photos of Trump and Caitlyn <laughs> making the exact same <laughs> facial expression. Making a picture in my head, yeah. 
Kimmel also referred to Jenner by her dead name. In the beginning of the of the bit, he said, I, he goes, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I haven't been keeping up with the Kardashians. How did things turn out for them? How did things turn out with the dad, Bruce? Oh. So I kind of agree with her. I think it is, I think it, it is a transphobic joke. I'm not sure he would have made that joke about a cis woman mm. saying, isn't that Donald Trump in a wig? He could have had mm. the same joke and used the same pictures and just said, are we sure she's not related to Donald Trump? Or are we sure she's not sure. channeling Donald Trump? Softened There's, it a little. To say a man in a wig does feed into the, the, trans, uh, the transphobic stereotype that, that trans women are just men in wigs. Mm. Um, and dead naming her really is just a bad idea, and he should know better. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, she is a terrible <laughs> advocate for trans people. She's not an advocate for trans people. She supports uh, banning little trans girls from playing sports. Mm. She's a staunch Trump supporter. She wouldn't even acknowledge that he lost the election when The View asked her about that. She believes that, quote, biological boys should not be allowed to participate in girls' sports. She's a fucking nightmare. That said, we can criticize her, we can bash her without it being based on her Based on her gender. transness, right. That's never okay. Yep. And, and I see a lot of it. I see a lot of it from gay people who are like, oh, fuck him. And I'm like, no, no, no. Because you're not just insulting Caitlin, you're insulting all trans people when you do that. Right. It's you're one letter dehumanizing in the them. Yeah. So, um, meanwhile, uh, how's our has our guest? Uh, I just sent them there. Perfect. I have three minutes. Great. Two minutes. I just want to make sure. Uh, Kid Rock says he's not homophobic. <laughs> I can't even reach the board today. Kid Rock says he's not homophobic. <laughs> Shut up, cunt! There we go. That was worth waiting for. Um, so this happened. This started uh, a month ago when TMZ posted a video of Kid Rock yelling slurs during a concert in Tennessee. He was, uh, I guess someone was had their phone up and they were uh, videotaping him. And he said, fuck your iPhone, you fucking faggots with your iPhones out. Last week, he doubled down on his use of the word uh, tweeting, if Kid Rock using the word faggot offends you, good chances you are one. Oh, jeez. He went on to say, either way, I know he, meaning himself, has a lot of love for his gay friends, and I will have a talk with them. Have a nice day. He signed the tweet, Bob Ritchie, which is his legal name. Critics of the singer's choice of words did not hesitate to clap back. One person wrote, someone with gay friends wouldn't use that word as an insult. Enjoy the continued loss of fans and income. Mm. I mean, I, I use the word as an insult all the time. You're gay. But you're part of the community. Yeah, right? Is that... You can See, say whatever you like. Oh, um, you know what? I guess the same thing as just the N-word. I'm not, I'm not going to touch that subject with 10-foot pole. Continue. <laughs> that's like a relic of, you know, in the schoolyard, like, oh, that's gay, man. It's gay. Everything was gay. It's almost like Kid Rock needs to grow up a little. That's what I think. But some things were gay. You know what? I, I'm not going to say anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> just using gay as a blanket insult to mean anything you don't like. That's I have a problem with that. In any case... Kid Rock is a dirtbag. Yeah. Um, and finally, Adam Lambert has a message for Pride, and that message is, I like dick. No shit, girl. <laughs> Join the club. At the start of Pride Month, he posted a video to Instagram uh, appearing to answer queries from fans. Someone asked, are you gay? He wrote, where have you been? I'm really gay. <laughs> I love it. I love being gay. Happy Pride, everyone. 
Um, fans were delighted with his honesty. Our queen has spoken, said one. Honest mm. and proud, says another. <laughs> um, Lambert had been answering questions to help promote his recently launched Feel Something Foundation, uh, which does something for LGBTQ human rights. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and speaking of American Idol, how are we doing, JB? Oh, I, he's online. He muted himself, though. Okay. Uh, please unmute yourself. And uh, here we go with the introduction, if I can find it. I'm a little discombobulated today. Here we go. Our guest today was a top 15 finalist in season seven of American Idol back in 2008. During his time on the show, it was revealed that he had worked as a dancer at a gay strip club in Phoenix. He officially came out as a gay man in 2016 and has continued his musical career. He's out with a brand new single and a music video just in time for Pride entitled ILY. Here's a taste. I change my mind I go back and forth up and down all of the time I can be selfish sometimes I'm cruel the world breaks me down I block you out then run back to you but if there was anything I could tell you I would be who I am if it were for you take my hand please forgive me and don't give up when it's not easy, baby We are all dancing around the studio to that song. Please give a warm-ass welcome to David Hernandez. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for having me. David, Yay! congrats on the single. I love it. It's great. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. What was your inspiration in co-writing that song? Ooh, well, you know, I started off writing it on my on my bedroom floor. Just um, I think Louis, I heard heard like a Louis Capaldi song, and I just love Louis Capaldi's like raspy me too. voice and his like melodic delivery the way the, just all the songs are so catchy and i wanted to write to write something similar but like something that was like applicable to all people and um i don't know you know i think my boyfriend started off as my muse for that but then it just became kind of like a anthemic universal message for for everyone oh, tell us because i'm a complicated person you know i think most artists are yeah and so we tend to give me the like love me don't love me touch me don't touch me type of vibe so i wanted to to kind of say like despite all those uh you know mixed signals i'm i'm yes i'm still crazy but but i but i love you <laughs> tell us about this boyfriend how long have you guys been together uh it's been four years and some change now oh nice so this one's a yeah keeper. it's a it's been a, i mean you never know you know things can go south at any minute but we're you know <laughs> fingers are crossed <laughs> hey david sometimes it's fun when things go south if you know what i'm saying you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, we're always down for a little bit of Southern action, if you know what I mean. hey uh, Oh! Now, the video uh, to the song is also terrific. It features you and Benji Schwimmer from So You Think You Can Dance. I love Benji. Yeah. How did the two of you first oh, become acquainted? Well, so I didn't even realize this, but I was on tour with his sister, Lacey. Yes, um, Lacey Back Schwimmer. in like two... Yeah, Lacey Schwimmer. I was on tour with her for... I think it was only like maybe like a two week run, but I was on that tour for like five years and she was one of like the special guests. It was called Ballroom with a Twist. So we had like former So You Think You Could Dance people, Dancing with the Stars people. And she was one of the special guests for that like two week run. 
Um, and I didn't even put two and two together when my graphic designer introduced me to Benji. I was like, oh my God, your last name's Schwimmer. Oh shit, I was on tour with you, your sister. But I had actually thought I had met him and I think I had met him at an award show. So I don't know, but you know how it is. It's like, it's a very small gay world. So I'm sure yeah. that we knew each other through the grapevine somehow. But, um, but initially I, I was introduced to him by my graphic designer. Well, and the two of you have so much in common because it's not just that you're both gay, but you both became famous on reality competition shows during which you were closeted. Yeah. So did, yeah, I mean, that crazy. must have, have you bonded over that? Do you guys talk about what that was like, that shared experience that very few other people had? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, his story is a little bit different and his to tell, but he did say publicly that, you know, he went through like conversion therapy and, you know, he grew up Mormon. So I didn't really grow up super religious, although I grew up semi-Catholic in a, in a Mexican-American family. So I can relate to some degree, but my coming out story was was really relatively kind of easy. I called my mom crying after I broke up with my boyfriend and I'm like, somebody broke my heart. And she was like, what's her name, baby? And I go, Shane. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess there could be like, a woman oh. named Shane. And that's how yeah, like a woman named Shane. I mean, yeah. But, uh, but so she, you know, she, my, I think my mom always kind of knew, you know, from dressing me up as like a bumblebee when I was a little kid to me playing with like Barbies and stuff. Like she kind of had like the vibe there that maybe I wasn't all the way and the chicks moms no. um moms no but moms like, sometimes they don't know, want yeah. to know and, yeah my mom and, and pretended not know, to know but they just kind of like don't want to admit it you know <laughs> yeah your your but uh but yeah go ahead oh so we just kind of you know benji and i got together we shared stories about like because he's in a relationship too and just like we i think him and i had like in the beat like the first 30 minutes we're sort of like a therapy session with each other getting to know each other in rehearsal and just talking about like the ups and downs of like you know, cause he's, he's married and I'm not obviously, but just talking about like, so, you know, just like the ups and downs of it all and queer relationships and how those can be a different dynamic than a heterosexual relationship. Sure. I think he's so inspiring. I think his, his work, uh, what he's done for gay Mormons is really incredible. Um, Isn't it, you know, it's so funny before, before this interview, I was, cause you know, David Archuleta is a friend of mine. He was on my season. I was, yes. I was watching his like Instagram feed and since he came out, it's really cool to see like him sort of like opening up. Like he just seems so much more comfortable. I saw like a little workout video he posted from yesterday and he's trying to get in shape. And it just, you can tell when people are like honest and authentic, yeah. you can see that glow on the outside. And it just un- makes me so happy for him. Unburdened, yeah. I wanted to ask you about yeah, David yeah. because we talked about him last week on the show and his coming out, um, which was a little bit unusual because he didn't quite come out as gay. He, he came out as right. LGBTQIA. Um, and explained that, you know, he might be on the asexual side of things. He might be bi. When you guys were on the show together, he was very young, right? He was a teenager. He was like 16, yeah. Did you spend quality time with him? Did you, did you have any idea that he was struggling with, with these issues? What was your experience with him on that season? Honestly, he was so young to be able to tell. He was my roommate for like a good week, I think, before we all like kind of moved around different spots. Um, and of course, it was like him and his dad, right? And then, um, and his then dad, I was his dad slept Cook in the room with other, you. <laughs> he, well, I mean, they, yeah, that's his like what do they call that? A uh, like chaperone, his guardian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he was so young, but um, it, it would be hard for me to like really speculate on that. I mean, I know like he was more sensitive. But that could also be the artist in him. You know, I know plenty of straight men that are artists that are super sensitive that can say, like, sweet dreams or, you know, good night and give you, like, a genuine hug. And that's what David would do. But it was never like, oh, that kid's gay. Like, it was never. And, and it would be. I mean, it was for me, for me watching it, I have to tell you. Like, 
Not in a nasty way. I just, as a gay man, I can usually identify other gay people. And the first time I saw him, I was like, oh, that poor kid is gay and Mormon. He's going to have a tough time. Mm. You know, that was kind of Yeah, my, yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we were on a competition show, so it was really hard to even think about anything at that point other than let me win this damn thing. Right. But uh, Which obviously I didn't. And by the way, it's top 12, not top 15. Well, I know you were not in the top 12, but top 15, I don't know. It sounded more like people don't think about the top 12. They think about like the top 25, the top 20, the top 10, top five. Anyway, yes, you were oh, in the yeah. top 12. And many people, David, feel that you were robbed. Um, that you were booted off the show, not because uh, you didn't get enough votes, but because this past experience working in a strip club came to light and they just wanted you gone. What do you think happened? Yeah, I think you're completely right. I think um, I've had 13 years to think about it and to process it. And back then, shaming really wasn't a thing and online bullying really wasn't a thing. But I was kind of at the forefront of, of that movement. Um, I think that I mean, when that happened and I was kind of outed by Perez Hilton, then Access Hollywood. Who we were the just story. talking about mm-hmm. what a nasty little bitch he is. <laughs> yeah. And, and like then Access Hollywood picked it up and they flew out to Arizona to meet with the, the club owner of the strip club that I was working at to get interviewed. And then the, the story really took fire. And I got so much just like hate online and like die fag and you're a stripper and you could never be our american idol and just like the comments and stuff were just were nasty and like at the time you didn't really think about it as like shaming somebody but that was 100 percent yeah the be- beginning of all that so i'm sorry um, that's awful. yeah I, I mean it was it was a terrible situation but i mean obviously a lot of great things came out of it but but it was at 24 years old to deal with something like that i mean yeah, it was, it was so terrible, young for sure. it's yeah, so it's young yeah now how long had you worked at the strip club um it was cl- probably close to three years and what's funny is that, like, I did that to to put myself through a lot of it, like schooling, and I paid for my apartment. I had a really nice car. I made a lot of money doing that. Sure. I made more money than I made on American Idol. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and you know, and I, I was able to save a lot of that, and so that got me through like the non-working phase of American Idol. But now, had you? Yeah, it was. Um, had you revealed to the producers ahead of time that you had that you had this in your past, or were you just hoping that it wouldn't be revealed? Yeah, absolutely. We they do a full background check. They ask you how many sexual partners you have. Oh my god! They ask you like, I'd be disqualified. Guys, I mean, I'd still be in the interview. They they knew everything about me, so yeah, they knew that I had been at the strip club. They knew, you know, that I was quitting once being on the show, and so I don't think it was a matter of them like saying you have to go because of these things. I think once it caught wind, it was just such negative press for them. I can't tell if it was the lack of votes or them just being like, he's too much of a liability. We have to figure out a way for him to go. Well, and at that time, nobody was openly gay on the show. I feel like Idol, Idol has come a long way in terms of allowing LGBTQ visibility on the show. In this past season, there were a number of contestants who talked very casually on camera about their same-sex partners, which never would have happened yeah. back in 2008. And, and you know, Just Sam won season 18, uh, although she didn't officially come out until... After. Uh, after the season ended, obviously Adam Lambert is a superstar and came out like basically we always knew Adam Lambert was gay even during the season. Um, yeah, I, of course. I, I think they've, you know, it took them too long, but I do think that today, if that same thing happened with you, it, it wouldn't even be a big deal or would it because of the stripping element? What do you think? No, I don't even think so. I, I feel like if some, if I were to say I'm a stripper and I'm gay, I'd probably automatically win the show. I mean, you know, look at like Channing Tatum. <laughs> I mean, at, uh, you'd have my vote, honey. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, Channing Tatum, Cardi B. I mean, there's so many celebrities that were former strippers. It was su- it was such a non-issue, but at the time it was an issue. Um, and I think also because American Idol has this like cookie cutter idea of what they want their idols to be or, or did anyway back then. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to have somebody who broke, to, who broke that mold, it, unfortunately it wasn't going to be me. And I'm so grateful that Adam was able to do that. And I knew Adam yeah. before he even won the show, um, just in West Hollywood and uh, in the music scene. So I'm super proud of him. And to this day, I mean, we were just at his house, um, not too long ago celebrating the new home he bought. So um, oh, it's, fun. you know, cool. it's, I want to hang out things. with you too. Yeah. That sounds so profound. <laughs> David, why he's, did, he's amazing. Why did you wait until 2016 to confirm what, you know, most of us already knew? Well, anybody that knew me or knows me knows that I'm gay. Like I'm gay, gay, gay. Like I've been gay since like I was six years old. Right. Um, but I had been getting like, I'm uber gay. Like you guys were just talking about the F word, which I kind of agree with you. And I kind of agree with, um, uh, was it JB. Joey? Okay. Or Joe. Um, JB. JB, yeah. Um, like, I, I, I kind of throw the word around sometimes with my small group of friends, but I also think that using it in a way that's um, defamatory is just not appropriate. Yeah. Um, but then it's hard to tell and engage in an audience, like, who's okay with it and who's not. So I just try to stay away from it. Um, but the reason I came out in 2016 um, is because I had a lot of fans follow me since 2008, some of which had since died, either by suicide or just natural causes wow. but that were gay and it never came out and i just felt like with that song beautiful it was a perfect time to like show support for my fans and for other people that were struggling in smaller towns that didn't have the the resources that all of us do in major cities and i just i, I thought yeah. like what a perfect way to just say to the world like hey listen in case you didn't know in case you've been living under a fucking rock i'm gay like you know just like how adam said like where have you been like i'm, yeah. I'm super gay it was one of those things where no matter what you do publicly, like some people still don't watch the news. So right. it's like, yep. okay, well, let me just go ahead and get it out there for the people in the back of the room. I'm gay. Like I'm, I'm totally gay. I've been gay. And so that was, that was my way. And some people will criticize me, which I think is so. Oh, so dumb. Queen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> some people would say like, I was trying to do this for press. I didn't need to do it for press. The song spoke for itself. Yeah. Um, but it was just one of those messages I wanted to include with it. Well, it's a good message. It's a great message. And I I do think visibility is everything. And uh, like I said, I'm glad to see that the show has evolved into a place where it's just not a big deal anymore. Um, You know, when you think about Clay Aiken having to stay in the closet all that time and there's just, I mean, gay people, we, we make entertainment. (laughs) Like we are, uh, we are the entertainment industry. So if we can't come out, it's ridiculous. No, but it's beautiful, David, because like you never, you don't know which little young queer boy somewhere heard that right and and is now yeah. gonna say i can be more myself that's really beautiful to me I and think. is now masturbating to the thought of david hernandez <laughs> oh go ruin it oh my god a little boy <laughs> take come on. take it and, and, i mean yeah. i masturbated as a little boy by the way david were you was this one of these <laughs> full fr- did too <laughs> was this one of these full frontal strip clubs did you have to show peen yeah it was fully nude yeah. oh my. well you must be quite gifted um, quote unquote. You know, I've gift. never had any complaints. No, I've gift. never had any complaints in that area. I've had complaints <laughs> about me. That is, I'm, <laughs> I'm really sorry to hear that, and I'm going to keep you in my prayers, um, <laughs> thoughts and prayers. <laughs> All right, I don't know. But where... you know what I was going to say too about about coming out and stuff, and I think it's important that because you say we all str- gay people all struggle, especially the older generations of gay people that are in the music industry. I think sometimes a lot of them have a have a hard time adjusting to the new trend in music, which is like you said, American Idol, there's a bunch of people that talk about being openly gay and in music in general, like 
queer culture is really seeing a lot of visibility. Mm-hmm. I think like even in the earlier stages and even most recently up until like four years ago, I had people that were in my corner that were gay telling me not to come out because it would ruin my career. Sure. And wow. I just thought that that was like the biggest disservice you could do to your own community. Yeah. Like being an LGBTQIA plus member, like to say to somebody else who is a member, yeah, you shouldn't do that. It's, also, do it's also like that's such generational trauma, right? But there it's also bullshit. It's bullshit. Teenage girls love gay guys. Like, there's nothing you can do better for your career these days than to come out as gay. You'll get a huge following immediately. Yeah. Uh, David, in the time remaining, yeah. it's time to play everyone's favorite at-home quiz show, Ask Me No Questions. Ask Me No Questions. Ask Me No Questions. Yeah. Ask Me No Questions. I'm going to fire a bunch of stupid questions at you, and you just answer off the top of your head. You ready? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be worried. You can also pass. Uh, who's the best idol winner of all time? Um, Kelly Clarkson. Correct. That's my answer. And who's the worst? Yeah. Oh my God, I can't I have to pass on that. No. <laughs> I see too many people in this industry. I literally, I'll run into the person that I'm thinking about probably next week. The correct answer was Taylor Hicks. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I'm, not even gonna, I'm not touching on that. Which idol contestant, gay or straight, would you most like to bang? Oh, gay. What's the most recent one that was on that cried during his performance? Oh, um, the guy who was a recovering addict, the factory worker. No, he played. No, he played the guitar. He was like the white. Oh, boy oh, Hunter, teeth. Hunter Metz. Mm. Yeah, me and his tears could do some things. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that answer, David. But the correct answer is Chris Daughtry. Oh, I'm. Not, he's a friend. I'm not really. You know, can't. I, I want his balls in my face. I'm going. Home. Oh my God. Okay, I'll let his wife know. <laughs> she can watch. <laughs> David Hernandez, have you ever met professional baseball player David Hernandez? I have not. That's funny, though, because he really does occupy a lot of my search engine optimization bullshit. <laughs> I know. Kind of irritating. He comes up before you do, and I think that's wrong. I think that's wrong. You know what? Like. He works very, very hard at his craft. <laughs> so do I, but shit, whatever. How annoying, though. Uh, it is, there's a poet, too, that actually occupies some online space of mine. Another, I mean, both David and Hernandez are fairly common names. It's not that surprising. Apparently I've never heard anybody else with the name of David Hernandez except mm. for the baseball player. Well, oh, to yeah. me, you are the, the Hernandez. The OG. Baseball schmaceball. Um, who is your celebrity crush? There's so many. Mark Wahlberg was definitely one of the first. Yes, me too. Good answer. Yeah. Hmm. If your penis had a theme song... Which song would it be? Celebrate Good Times Tonight. Oh, that, not only is that a good penis song, that's a great bar mitzvah song. Ah, oh, yes, it is. It really is. Every bar mitzvah I ever went to, that, that one brought everyone to the dance floor. Um, okay, I'm going to give you an F. Mary Kill. Oh, my God. Uh, and uh, we play this with everyone, by the way, not just you, but you're, you've, you're familiar with F. Mary Kill? I am. You have to fuck one person, marry another, kill another. And this is a gay idol edition. So you have three gay idol performers to choose from. Adam Lambert, David Archuleta, Clay Aiken. I would fuck David Archuleta. Good answer. Marry Adam Lambert. Kill Clay Aiken. That is 100% correct. (laughs) Okay, perfect. I just had it flipped, (laughs) David, to... uh, to fuck Adam and marry David, but yeah, well, well done. I mean, the thing about I was marrying... Say, it feels weird to say that I would fuck David Archuleta, but he's like 30 now, right? Exactly. He, he, it's okay, okay now. Yeah. 
You can admit it. I mean, he is – the thing about Archuleta is he's saving himself till marriage, so he probably wouldn't be that great a fuck. He might be a better husband. Whereas you I know, like, thinking, when that's someone what I was says thinking. that, it makes me want to like completely wreck them even more. Oh my God, that's hot. <laughs> that, you know what I mean? That is that's a good point. David. Now I'm fantasizing yeah. about David Hernandez wrecking David Archuleta. Oh my God, if this even <laughs> while Paula Abdul viral, watches, I'm be so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, gross! Come on, guys. Jesus, this conversation went south. I mean, it always does on this show. I have to tell you, it's it, we're a disgusting, filthy show How that nobody the should New do. New York Yankees. <laughs> Change the topic. Uh, my last question was going to be, will you marry me? But it sounds like you already uh, have that locked up. Well, you don't know the the limitations of my relationship. I don't know. It could be possible. Mm, yes. I mean, <laughs> we might. I don't want to. We might be in the open realm of things. I don't know. We'll see what's up. David. You're making me very excited. I, 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 I I'm going to need some some pictures after this. I'm going to need you to slide into my DMs. Please. <laughs> Listen, David, are you going to change your answer to marry Adam? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to oversell myself, exactly. but I am a 50-year-old podcast host with dozens of listeners. <laughs> Which, by the way, my answer oh, was already fabulous. marry Adam, but it wasn't to Adam Sank. It was Adam. I know. Right, right, right. If only I could be him. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> tell us a little more about the boyfriend. You don't have to tell us his name, but like, is he in the entertainment business what's he do how big is his penis etc um <laughs> all the important massive. things um just huge like unbearable at times mm. but i will say uh no he's not and well so he does manage me on the side a little bit but he uh, works in digital media and diversity inclusion for a company called tastemade beautiful so he's yeah so he kind of does different things but he also dabbles in entertainment he's a former dancer and creative mm. so he negotiates a lot of my contracts and stuff like that which is nice because i hate i can do that stuff but i hate dealing with that's it. hot so yeah. what do you have coming up this summer are, are you touring where can people uh, see you yeah so i have a residency at this place called the grafton on sunset which is awesome um where i'm gonna play there months once a month starting in july but then i start my tour july 10th uh, in omaha nebraska for pride oh fun yeah so i do that with like my friend cc peniston dev you know dev like fly like a g yes oh my god um and so, yeah, we start there, but then the, you know, the gigs are kind of slowly starting to come in. I think people are getting more and more comfortable. Right. So we don't have like a set tour date per se, but I know next year is going to be popping off. Oh. Well, thank God COVID is over yeah. so you can get out and see your fans and they can see you. And I really want to thank you uh, for yeah. being such a great guest and putting up with all of my disgusting questions. Uh, how can <laughs> I, people follow I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> how can people follow you online and get your music and all that good stuff? Yeah, for sure. So everything streaming on all digital platforms and music videos on YouTube. My Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok is D Hernandez Music. And then my website is official DavidHernandez.com. Amazing. Awesome. I wish you And happy. I have my my last virtual stream is on Friday. Um, uh, on Facebook at six PM Pacific Standard Time. So you guys should tune in. I'm gonna have a lot of special guests including Michaela Gordon from American Idol. Fabulous. I wish you the Amazing. best of luck with the new single and with the tour and um I love you. Yeah. I love Best you of too, luck, David. And I'm you. here for you whenever you're ready. <laughs> Finally, it's happening. <laughs> David Hernandez, thank you so much. Uh, Joey and JB, plug yourselves. Joey's Jam at Instagram. Uh, at Stalker Anarchy 12, only on Instagram. And tune in next week to hear another brand new ad with like guest a minute and 30 seconds. Okay, that's oh, fine. Sure. All right. <laughs> I'm still talking. <laughs> tune, tune in next week to hear a brand new ad with guest co-host Joanne Filan and our very special guest, actor Stephen Strafford, who's known for his fabulous one-man show, Methtacular. 
Yes, you've heard that right. Methtacular. Subscribe to this podcast at dnrstudios.com. Don't forget to order your ass merch at adamsank.com. Follow me, me, on Twitter and Instagram at adamsank and on TikTok at adamsankofficial. Email me your dick pics at adam at adamsank.com, especially if you're David Hernandez. Uh, have a great week, bitches. Final hey. thoughts, Joey DeGrandis. Ah, blah, blah, blah. Happy Pride, y'all. <laughs> Did you have fun being our guest? Host I had the last so much two fun. Weeks. It was a pleasure having you here. Love it. Thank JB, you. JB, final thoughts? Um, no, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for helping me, Phil. <laughs> Appreciate it. Bye, guys. Oh, Love bye, you. Y'all.